When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Carlton Blue. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined here at Hockey Social Club by James Rushton in a very different setup than we're used to. We've got mic stands, so we've got hands-free, which is which is nice. And um, we're sat in a slightly different location. Yep. It's bloody boiling outside, but it's not too bad in here. So I've, I've got my villa jacket on, a bit of villa representation on, on yeah. this channel. Um, but I will probably sweat throughout this. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. It's, uh, it's very warm outside. Isn't it very, 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 very warm? Very warm last night. Let yeah. me tell you, it's like 26 degrees in our bedroom last night. It was not enjoyable. Horrible, horrible uh, times. Uh, we're here today, though, to talk about better times yeah. in the transfer window. We're going to do a little roundup of, of Villa's uh, summer business. Five incomings, eight notable exits from Villa Park as well. Before we get into each player specifically, what's your kind of general reaction to the transfer window? Are, are you happy with the business? Yeah, it was um, the way it unfolded. It was almost like quite mild, it wasn't like a blockbuster. After Blockbuster, not very little action on the, the, the deadline. And we probably expect the excitement of something on the deadline. Um, we didn't have that. And what we had was something more spread out, something more perhaps planned mm. than usual. Um, something that has, in my mind, benefited the depth of the team. You saw the bench against Liverpool. I think a lot of the chat was very strong bench considering yeah. the injuries we've had. Um, so yeah, in in general, it, it's it's a very good transfer window, and I, it, it's still open to criticism. Yeah. But I think I think it's a, one of the most positive ones on paper we've had, and we've already seen some impact. So mm, yeah. happy. I was wondering where it kind of grades in terms of our, our transfer windows of the last maybe ten years or so. And I mean, we've not been very good in that time period, have we? So we haven't made great signings in that time. But in terms of maybe kind of raw quality, I suppose, uh, you, you know, maybe had more busier windows than we, than we saw this summer. But in terms of actual quality that upgrades the first team, this has probably been the most kind of fruitful window, I'd suggest. Yeah, I think the the names that have been signed, you know, three or four big, big names that have been brought over, it's very reminiscent almost to an upgrade of the window that saw us with Brendia, mm-hmm. Bailey, yeah. and Ings. Like a level above those. Yeah, in a sense. Of course, maybe at the time those names were more recognisable um, to not, you know, obviously fans who follow football know, but in the general Aston Villa watching public, May have known, would have, would have likely known who Danny Ings is, and if they don't, they haven't been watching Villa play <laughs> Southampton, <laughs> Liverpool, and Burnley in the past. Um, but I, I feel the quality is a slight or a, a definite upgrade yeah. on, on what we did in that window. If it, it felt like we had, I, I didn't agree with the spiel of splitting Jack Grealish into three players. So like what, his left work, leg, his work, right leg, his head, his hair, <laughs> his shins. Um, that didn't work, but three areas of the squad looked at 
improved without kind of overhauling the squad that got us to where where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think John said in the end of season show that we did uh, here in the in the other room that Villa only needed minor surgery really because yeah. of the bulk of the squad got us to seventh place last year. So it wasn't like you had to uh, you know throw the baby out with the bathwater and say we need ten signings. And I said in the show we did on Monday, and if people haven't seen that, I'd urge you to go back and watch it, despite some of the chat being about Liverpool. It was also about the transfer window as well. If we'd have signed nine or ten players this window, I'd be more concerned with that, because I'd be thinking, well, what's the strategy? What are we trying to do? To kind of hone in on a couple of positions and have a step up in quality, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, I think there's been times when Villa has certainly done it, overhauling an entire squad. Yeah, yeah. And it hasn't worked out. Sometimes it's necessary, but yeah. other times you think, you, you, I would question that. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the question of replacing John McGinn, Ollie Watkins and Tyra Mings for the sake of replacing those three players. And I think yeah. that's the conversation we get wrapped up in. We think that because Ollie Watkins is Ollie Watkins and John McGinn is John McGinn, they must be upgraded, where in fact they are a relatively sizable heart of the squad. Mm. So as part of this video, something a little bit different for those that are watching specifically for the audio listeners, this isn't going to quite translate, but we will read it out at least. I've got us both a whiteboard, something a little bit different. So for the five signings, we might do it with outgoings depending on how much time we've got. I want us to write down one word to describe the, the player that's coming in and how you feel about the transfer. We'll reveal it to the camera at the same time and then we'll discuss whether there's any differences. Yeah. Okay. The first player through the door this season was Yuri Tielemans on a free transfer. Give me one word to describe that signing. Okay, ready to show it to the camera? My, my O looks like an avocado. <laughs> okay. Show him to this one here. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Let's see. Solid you've put. I've said useful. Yeah, solid. Useful feels like a vastly, uh, almost derogatory in some aspects, given Yuri Tielemans' quality. But yeah. because he's not coming in at the moment to be, oh, you know, Douglas Louise wasn't very good, so we've had to replace him. Tielemans is going to come in and play 38 games. Yeah. Useful feels like a word that I'll use to describe him in that we'll see a lot of Yuri Tielemans, but we're not absolutely reliant on him. Yeah. I actually think he'll be very good, and I almost went for, for quality as my word, especially given the free transfer. Um, yeah, useful. Uh, is that fair, do you think? No, I think I think it's right, and judging by the way he's been used so far, like Yuri Tielemans yeah. hasn't come in and started every game. I think there were questions about how much football he's played, considering he's one of these almost Jude Bellingham characters who just appeared and then was in the team play, play, from play, the get-go, play. playing yeah. from 16. And with you, Tillman's age, we'll probably see how that affects him, but he's not going to be playing every game for us, as we know already. Yeah. Mm. He isn't going to be playing every game for us in Villain. I think his input, impact is going to be solid, useful, talented, technical, everything you, you'd kind of want from a, a squad depth player. And if you can call Yuri Tillman's a squad depth player, you're in a really good position. For those that are people that are watching, get involved in the YouTube comments. I want your one word for each of these players as well. And also at the end, we're going to grade the window overall A, A star to, to F as well. Uh, I imagine we'll be at the upper end of that scale. All right, let's, write, let's rub these uh, words out. Well ahead of you. Bit of, you've already ready, done it? Ready okay. to go, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Pau Torres was our second summer signing. Yeah. Now, in terms of transfer fees here, I've gone with transfermarket.com just as a, to keep it level-headed. Um Transfer fees is is another argument entirely that do you include the add-ons or not? Uh, they're also sometimes estimated where one club will say it's an undisclosed fee and the other club will suggest a number and it's always a little bit up yeah. in the air. It's, transfer fees are rubbish anyway. It's it doesn't really up. matter, does it? To, to leave, actually, yeah. we'll talk about that in a sec, whether you care about the, the yeah. net spend and stuff. Um, so it's it's in the in the ballpark of £28 million to £33 million pounds 
according to transfermarket.com, so blame them if you disagree. Um, so let's just say 28 to 30 million for Paul Torres. One word to describe him. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. I've gone with differential. Mine is avant-garde. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I just thought um, it's not typical. It's a bit outside the box. Okay, Very yeah, yeah. differential. I think differential. And it's like almost like it's a bit of an artwork that makes you think rather than giving you an answer straight away. Okay, interesting. You know, um, a lot of the criticism or fair, valid points made about can he succeed in aerial battles? Mm-hmm. You know, are you playing... The, the whole conversation about playing two left footers because, you know, they're rare. So a right footer is used to more used to playing on the on the left and the right yeah. in both positions. Because, the way they receive the ball and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because there's, there's general, in general, fewer left footers. So when you put them on the right, they're like, ooh. Yeah. You know, whether that is a, is a is an actual factor or something we think, but coaches talk about it. So we probably have to take that as yeah. as gospel, essentially. Um, I'm not uh, being rude, by the way, for those that are listening. I'm just Googling the definition of avant-garde yeah. just so we've got something to go off. In the arts and in literature, yeah. the term avant-garde identifies a genre of art, an experimental work of art, and the experimental artist who created the work of art, which is usually aesthetically innovative whilst initially being ideologically ideologically unacceptable to the artistic establishment of the time. That is bang on, isn't that's it? Ba- that, that's bang on. Torres, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> that's bang on, mate. Like, the good. criticisms there, because in England, you have your big beefy centre-backs, head the ball. He's already had criticism. Like, from Villa fans who literally... For me, on the season preview, we had it's a whole conversation that, about it's, Torres. It's the people who went, that analysis is wrong. Mm. He will head the ball. And then the ball goes over him. He's like, why isn't he headed the ball? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's different, very different, as we've seen. I think it's exciting. And again, give him time, see what happens. I, I went with differential. Yeah. I'm thinking about fantasy Premier League there as a word people use. It's like, oh, how do I get how yeah. do I get the edge here by being slightly different? Um, I almost went with potential as well, which is probably the wrong word for a player that's already established and you know won a, a Europa League and, and got to Champions League semi-finals in Spain. But he's not quite there yet yeah. in the Premier League. And it, again, we're four games in at the moment. He's going to be tested against physical sides. He's going to be tested against pacey forwards. I, I don't think physicality is quite there. Considering his size, that's a, a bit of a strange one for, for the eye test to assess it. Because you think, well, he's quite a tall lad. He's got quite long legs. You think he'd be able to cover ground, but he looks a bit... Like I said in the post-match show for Liverpool, it looked like he was running in treacle yeah. at, at times. Kind of slow on the turn. Yes. But going forward, I think he will be that difference maker when he's on the ball. Because you know we saw, and again we've, we have spoken about this. It's passing from the back. The pass from the back for uh, John Duran in the game at Hibs at Villa Park. He'll do that in the Premier League, and we'll score goals and win games. And we'll go. Paul Torres was influential to Villa kind of moving forward. If he can work on his defensive side and adapt to the Premier League, which he will uh, in time. Smart. And Unai Emery will get that out of him. They know each other very well. He can be differential player in, in the aspect that Villa will then look to him to, to start moves, and, and that will be fruitful going forward as well. So. Yeah, Pau Torres coming under criticism a little bit and, and some of that fair, uh, but I think over time we'll see what, what a yeah. good player he is. Ideally. Yeah. Moussa Diaby was Villa's third signing, uh, a record-breaking transfer for the club. Again, transfermarket.com says it's £47 million, pounds, uh, which again, whether it includes add-ons or not, we're, we're unsure, but yeah, a lot of money for Villa. I would say it's worth That's it. 10 more than the last record. Was, was it Buendia, the record before was 33-ish? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of talk yeah. about it actually being Tyra Mings because the add-ons mm. and then yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's whatever is how yeah. I feel about it. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, one word for Moussa Diaby. I'm going to go with something possibly controversial. 
I genuinely think we've got the same word. Not the same word, but very... We mean the same thing. We've done that for the last two, really. That's true, actually. We're on the same wavelength, yeah. yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. World class. Star. Yeah. Yeah, bang on. He's different and a different class. I've hyphenated my world and class together there to make that count <laughs> as, as one word. I think you're right. I think I was, I was very scared about the transfer fee, um, namely because it very much seemed to mirror Leon Bailey. And mm. I think Leon Bailey has performed on occasion quite exceptionally. On occasion, he mm. hasn't. Yeah. Um, and that's a risk you pay when there's a transfer in league, a transfer inside. You know, it's a, it's a different ball game, yeah. essentially. And you see how players who leave Villa go on to succeed in other leagues. There's just different dynamics. It's not necessarily the quality is lesser. It's a different... Just tempo different style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DRBR's feeling the same. Instantly proved wrong. He's mm. really, really good. Yeah. I don't know if I can really go into him in that much more detail and saying I've been quite amazed but what he does mm. um, I've, I've, instant I've, impact I wanted to go with instant impact I was going to put impact but I didn't think that would do it service enough so I wanted to go instant impact but didn't want to break my own one word rule and then have done by going world class I already broke it world class is a term that's thrown around willy nilly yeah. and, and probably isn't accurate really is he world class in the sense that he could go and play for Real Madrid no Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but but let's say no. I think in the kind of microcosm of, of Aston Villa, he's world-class. He's, he's one of our better footballers instantly and, and comes in and kind of steps up a level. If we talk about football manager very quickly, our, a player's got a star rating based on their club. Musa Diaby comes in and is a five-star player yes, at yes. Aston Villa. He might not be a five-star player across the league, but for Villa, he's already kind of a, a level above in terms of his pace, his directness, his finishing is very good. Is that, is that forward line that's different? It's I mean, different, yeah, yeah. Leon Bailey beats as people well. with tricks. Yeah. Ollie Watkins beats usually by a hold up or a move. Moose Diaby just seems to beat them however he kind of feel, yeah. <laughs> feels like it, which but, is a bit, of a, bit of a wild card in yeah. some aspects, you, you, you could say. But if they were going to play balls over the top through somebody like Pau Torres or, you know, Toro Mings, if he wasn't injured, having Diaby to run behind it and get into space it is dangerous for any, any defenders to, to worry about. Yeah. But when he does get into those positions, he, he can finish as well. That, that goal against Burnley that Burnley kind of get back into the game a little bit after half time Villa play out from the back John McGinn turns somebody plays the ball through Diaby gets it first touch goal back of the net game over and that's what I mean by world class it's those little moments that you look at and go difference maker you know that will win Villa games Um, I love him I said in our season preview he's my top goal scorer for Villa this season in in the Premier League uh, as my kind of end of season prediction we talk a lot about a a 20 goal forward and how everyone wants that I don't think Diaby will get to 20, but I think he could get 16, 17 quite comfortably and that'd be enough to make him Villa's top scorer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fourth signing and then penultimate incoming, Nicolo Zaniolo on a loan move. Uh, again, initial fees are 5 million loan fee, whether that's true or not. There's, there is talk of a, a buy option, whether we have to enforce it or not, we're unsure. And again, the suggested fee is around 17 to 20 million, yeah. which to be honest, I think would be good value because if he has a good loan and you trigger that that uh, option to buy it's good it's a good business yeah. deal so Nicolo Zaniolo one word to describe him I'm gonna just do more words okay. <laughs> <laughs> ready ready three two one it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wild card. Glass cannon. Glass cannon. Okay. Explain. So, I feel like this This is like a gaming build where it's like <laughs> okay. you've got no defense, but you could like kill someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? You take okay. one hit, you're gone. Got yeah, understand. Diablo is where I'm coming from here. So, so a powerful thing is a cannon, of course, can yes. cause extreme damage, but is made of glass, so handled with care. Right. Understood. I mean, it's not saying like he's just gonna like go out and snap his legs. But I think <laughs> touch wood, he doesn't. <laughs> you know, with with the two, in, I, I think there's over talk of the two injuries being the fact that it's more yeah. the mental side of that. Um, when a mm. player has ACL, MCL, meniscus, worst one, um, in my in my opinion. Um, Thank you, doctor. <laughs> just because just of the anti-fatty thing, I was trying to work it out with, with that. Um, a lot of the stuff that goes under the radar is the mental side of it. Mm. Like if you read the doctors and the physios' thoughts and the players' thoughts and how they come back, it's not necessarily the initial injury. It's the feeling an imaginary twinge mm. that is very real to the player. Yeah. It's just that, that phantom kind of pain of like, I'm going to snap it again. It's that thing that holds you back. You know, I think in in the case of like Wesley, and mm. can't really compare the two players, but Wesley had a really horrific injury. What probably held him back is definitely the physical side of that injury, but also the like, next time I do it, am I going to play football again? Yeah. And I think with someone of Zaniolo's potential, maybe there's more weight on that. Maybe he is someone who has to kind of put that right to the back of his mind to play at his best potential. Yeah. And after how long it's, it's kept him out of the game, how it kind of affected maybe the trajectory of his career. I'm an Aston Villa fan. I love Aston Villa. When would Zaniolo expect to be at Aston Villa at this point of his career? I don't actually think so. Probably and I think not. that's really, really fair to stand. I'm not disrespecting Villa. I just think it's worked out perfectly. They've got a player who needs time, space, love mm. care yeah. to heal. Yeah. I think when you burst onto the scene, to quote my Michael Richards phrase, and win the Young Player of the Year, I think, was it, in, in Syria? Yeah, yeah. You were expecting then to go and have a, you know, a dominating career That's playing it. at the biggest yeah. clubs in, in, in the world. I, I would expect to have a couple of bad injuries. You're right, the mental aspect of, oh no, what if I'm not as good as I used to be kind of thing. Will I ever recover? Will I ever be as good again? It's, it's something that's probably difficult to, to reckon with. I've gone wild card, but as you were talking, then I feel like I could change it to Maverick, just yeah. on a couple of games we've seen him. Again, this is a very physical thing, but floppy hair, pink boots, shirt tucked in. You instantly are drawn to him and think there's something there, there's something about yeah. him. The no-look pass, the nutmeg on his debut, just little things like that that are very minor and rather meaningless. In fact, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to win Villa games, is it him, him doing a no-look pass? But it's something that makes us kind of stand up a little bit and go, yeah. Ooh, and that's, that's interesting. That's where that damage comes in, is that he's the player who you might be surprised at the end of the season because he might be in and out of the squad quite a bit. Mm. And at the end of the season, like he's got 10-plus goals on assists. When when does those happen? That's exactly what I, I think. And that's why I went wildcard in the end. Just that I think probably a signing that you look at in that list and go, Tielemans on a free, everyone knows him. That's good business. Like Neutrals will look at that and think that that's smart. Pau Torres and Moussa Diaby for pretty decent money. Again, European pedigree. That they've, you know, they've done well elsewhere. They're good deals. People probably overlook Zaniolo and think, oh, well, a lone player of, a, of an Italian forward, okay, whatever. Yeah. I think we'll look back on him at the end of the season and be very impressed with it, with his output by the end of it and his impact. So, wild card. The final one, Clement Longley on a loan, a deadline day move that was done effectively because Tara Mings was injured. Yeah. He replaced, I mean, the talk is that he would, he's back up to Pau Torres. He's yeah. also left-footed and would play on that same side, so maybe not, but... 
it's an extra body in there now that Mings is injured. And obviously, Dario Carlos went down um, at Liverpool as well, and we still don't know actually how long he's going to be out for as yeah. we're recording this podcast. So, Clement Longley, one word, two words for me. Hopefully, handy. <laughs> <laughs> Safe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not expecting to play loads of football, although I think he is a good footballer. Um, but because he's coming on deadline day as a loan, I don't believe there's an option to buy. I think he said something about it. Will be, it will, you know, I'm hoping to help the team for one year yeah. or something like that. He knows it's a, sh- a short-term thing. Yeah, he came back. Pau Torres and Diego Carlos and Contra are your main choices. Chambers and Longley are your backup, essentially. We'll see bits of Longley, of course, yeah. certainly in the in the Conference League games, and it'll feature here and there. I say hopefully just because he didn't have a great time at Spurs last year, yeah. but Spurs didn't have a great time. So they did not, I no. think he can be a safe, handy footballer and, and Villa will utilise him in, in games when, when they feel they need him. Yeah, it's like the who wants to be a millionaire version of like Jan Bednarek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, um, and, I, and I say that because I don't, f- you know, people have had a little wobble with the long lay deal. It's just like, mm. it's one of those where it's like, it's like it's kind of the same thing as the Chambers, Bednarek kind of thing where it's like, yeah. what? are we doing here you know what's the, the crack here and it's a player who's just going to be safe back up mm. so you don't have to instantly chuck a, a child yeah into a premier league back line so that's all the incomings yeah. graded then there are eight notable players that have left the club this summer we'll do the same thing one word for each but we'll try and rattle through it a bit quicker because you know we don't want to spend uh, another half an hour discussing the outgoings so first of all these are in a pretty random order but uh sorted by transfer fee so not random at all first of all Cameron Archer to Sheffield United for a reported 18.5 million one word please I feel like we could go for the same word yeah ready three two one smart sad sad yeah interesting okay and it is it is both smart in terms of we control his future is the narrative Villa have used um We've got money for him. It's good for FFP. He gets experience in the Premier League. If he's any good, we have the option to bring him back. Yes. But also, sad. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, it's it's very easy on Twitter to go, you've said that opinion, I've said this opinion, you're wrong. And it's like, you can hold both of these. I, feel, I think you can hold more than both of these. I think it's sad that an, a, a financial fair play mechanism is genuinely building a good yes. academy yeah. and selling those kids because it's... This is what makes football, man. It's like the special thing about Villa getting promoted is not them getting promoted. It's the fact that a Villa fan led them mm. and a Villa fan captained them. It was also pretty good to get promoted. No, don't know. get me wrong. Right. And, and the circumstances it happened in, but the, what makes it magical and not just something that you go, oh, we got promoted mm. X amount of years ago. It's This was like a fairy tale. Mm. And that's why you follow football is to see the kid who was like kicking around in the tarmac outside of Villa Park eventually become the number nine exactly and I mean that's probably not the case with Cameron Archer but it's the idea that you believe in that football is something else not just mm. a balance sheet yeah it's, it's the idea that FFP is flawed if the if the way to get around it is to sell youngsters yeah that's crap yeah. that is that is crap like um there's no there's no other way around it but it is elite club business yes. that's what big clubs do for the literal reasons we've just um, said aside but yeah. if Villa you know you can only that's, play that's the, that's the you game play with the rule book it? you have yeah. and the rule book's crap so you play with it let's try and think of something different for Aaron Ramsey even though we could probably say exactly the same things ready Aaron Ramsey one word three two one sad smart <laughs> so okay. the reason why I changed my mind on this one is because you like to think there's a pathway for Aaron Ramsey directly into that squad 
Conference League provides that right. Mm. But I feel like Cameron Archer is maybe was very close to being a starting striker for Villa based on in the squad. Yeah. And, yeah. and but more so if like Ollie Watkins went down, then, you know, you're talking about DRB, maybe Bailey, Zaniola, McGinnis. McGinn. Yeah. Sort of support options. I'd yeah. love to see McGinn. I tell you, I'm I dreaming for that I, day. I, honestly, DRB is the number nine and McGinn off him. I think we'll be fine. It's goal against Mr. Tottenham in the first season back. Mm. Pure, pure yeah. striking movement, mate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I digress. Archer had probably a smoother pathway mm. to starting, for, especially with the Conference League football, mate. So to see Aaron Ramsey kind of go off to Burnley, that that's really good. That's really smart. And it, but it's also, again, <laughs> sad because you convince yourself that these players with the matches we have are going to come back and there's going to yeah. be a role for them. And you, man, imagine a Villa where. Um, Aaron Ramsey's playing Jacob Ramsey's playing and Cole Ramsey's playing that's why I put that's sad, nuts yeah. that is that and is that is good. something that win, lose or draw makes you smile makes you appreciate the club if it's just full of players you've bought for X amount of money it's a bit you know the soulless argument is always there but like you had that opportunity and maybe the players didn't rise to that level but I, I don't think so I think Villa have just progressed quicker than the players have that's, yeah. that's the one thing we yeah. talk about it a lot that if Villa don't continue to progress and get top four for example the players we have in the first team will think well Villa aren't matching my ambitions it also goes the other way that Villa have already progressed past Cameron Archer Aaron Ramsey yeah. Philogene on this list as well and that's a shame for them but Again, like we said, it's the it's the, the the game we have to play and the, and the hand we've been dealt. I'm not going to say much more on Aaron Ramsey because you, you've covered it well and the same things that we said about Archer apply as well. And it, it's both. It's it's smart. Yeah, of course, yeah. Jaden Philogene then, slightly different. Uh, five million to Hull City if, if uh, again, reports are to be believed. Uh, again, with a buyback. One word for Philogene. Three, two, one. Weird. Question. Yeah. I don't... I say I don't get it. That's probably not the right phrase, but I don't get it. It's a le- it's such a lesser transfer than the yes. others. Aaron Ramsey and Cameron Archer have gone to Premier League clubs for not large money, but 14 and 18 million and not to be sniffed at. To go to Hull City, who, I mean, they've probably got aspirations of being promoted, but whether they are one of the sides I would put in the top six, I don't, I don't think they would be. And for five million, again, any any contribution to FFP is good, but it seems neither here nor there. Yeah. So I, I think it's a case of Philogene wanted to play, Yes, and they've actioned a move to allow him to do that, and it's it's better than a loan for the books. But it it feels like such a step down compared to the other two that I kind of think, well, is there a pathway back for Philogene? Because although he was the one that was featuring most in pre-season, he's gone to a lesser standard for a lesser fee, so maybe he's just not that good. Yeah, I think there's a way in looking at that where you're using a transfer fee to kind of define a quality of a player, where it's it's not the case, is it? It's we know that for a fact. That <laughs> the transfer fee does not necessarily denote the quality of it. It's just the, the the one number that said made a yes happen. Mm. Um, with Philogene, I think it's very much a case of wanting to go, wanting to I, I am ready to play football. Fee can reflect a lot of things: contract length, mm. age. Yeah. Also, his background isn't traditional. Mm. I don't think he's academically academically trained like a Cameron Archer. I don't know what difference that that would make, but. Maybe you're looking for a safer bet in a Cameron Archer yeah, maybe. or an Aaron Ramsey than a a Jaden Philogene. Mm. Um, but I think, he, I, I genuinely think of all the players, there was definitely, because those wing positions, Matty Cash is a winger now. <laughs> they yeah. get changed um, and thrown around a lot. So I do believe when you know Emery says I was going to use him, that he was going to use him. Yeah, but agreed. 
But fair play to Philogene if he wants to go and play week in, week if out. He, he will do it, that. Hull at Hull. could be one of the more interesting teams in the yeah. championship. And if yeah. he smashes it, he smashes it. Exactly. And then yeah. Villa get him back for <laughs> 10 million or, yeah. or whatever the fee is. Absolutely. Uh, there's five more to go. These are uh, all loans or free transfers or lesser transfer fees. So I think we can get through these pretty quickly and end the show. Um, and I think actually I could probably write my one word for Marvellous Nakamba and apply it to most of the others here. Yeah. Um, so one word, please, for Mr. Nakamba. Although I'm going to have to go with two. Three, two, one. Good luck, I've booked. Yeah, I put obvious. Yeah. Obvious, Nakamba. Is there, is, there, <laughs> is there on loan last year? They get promoted. They sign him permanently for, again, what? 2.3 million is what, what I've got yeah. here. Again, peanuts, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, half a phylogene, if you want if you want to go with that. Good luck, I've put. You know, his, time yeah. has, his time has come. Contributed to Villa in, in some aspects, but again, Villa um, got to a level above his, his ability. And if he can go and play week in, week out for Luton, and if they stay up, that's a good move for him. So good luck, Marvellous, if you're watching. Yeah. Um, got a little good little footnote about Nakamba because I saw him. Oh, yeah. Just before he moved to... Um, uh, loot and he was picking up takeaway from a restaurant okay and there were open disabled spaces and it's quite a long road and there's open disabled spaces and he's in these i think it was a lamborghini or mclaren even but the the road was really long and there's disabled spaces literally next to the the restaurant and it's a going in and out job so i think a lot of people i don't know quickly would, would yeah, stop. and it. i know for a fact they do because I, I go past it quite a lot Anyway, it's a long road. He parked like at the bottom and walked up, and I thought that was yeah. really that was really cool of him because not a lot of people. I genuinely don't. I know for a fact a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, and a footballer who's got loads of money, as McLaren, just sailed to the bottom of the road with a rinky-dink little cars, found a parking <laughs> space, literally looking for a parking space in McLaren, and went in there for thirty seconds. <laughs> Fair play to yeah, him, no. by the rules. He's a nice guy. That sums up what that's I felt lovely. like Marvel's Nakamba would be like, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. Talking of pointless details, you don't need to reveal the location or the, the name of the place. What kind of food is it? If I reveal the name, you know what? It's a, it's a African cuisine, okay. all sorts. They do a, the menu's massive. Okay. Um, but I see people going there take away a lot. I walk past it to go to a coffee place to work. <laughs> And that in and out, it's like a very, it's a takeaway joint, mate. Right, but it's also yeah, a yeah. restaurant and bar. Nice. Um, okay, lovely stuff. Um, these aren't in any kind of order in terms of when they left, but these now are all free transfers, I think, or pretty close to it. Keenan Davis to Udinese is probably the, one of the most recent, again, one to two million, I think, again, if reports are to be believed. Um, I find this quite difficult. One word for Keenan Davis. I've gone two. I've, I've yeah. absolutely ripped up my rule book. Uh, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Time's up. Yeah, pound sign. <laughs> Why? Money, isn't it? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's just like... I just feel like you could come at that from two angles because there was talk last summer of a move to Nottingham Forest for 10, 15 million. From two over for one to two million to Italy... You know, it feels like we should have sold him last year, really, because he's not had any opportunities money, with us. Yeah. Um, but time's up again progressed far past Keenan Davis's level was never going to be a Villa player two, three years ago never mind this summer so away he goes and the best of luck yeah. to him people say Udinese is weird to, for him to move to but his last move was at Watford owned by the, owned same, by the family. same people he's literally destined to end up at Watford absolutely yeah, I agree as well um, Ashley Young that's a painful one that is is that your word painful no, because... Let's get the words in first. Yeah. Okay, ready? I'm going to get a stick for this. I can absolutely guarantee it now. I'm I'm trying to be a bit different here for the sake of the fact we're recording the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if I even fully agree with this, but I'm going to try and make an argument for it. Three, two, one. 
sensible. Miss you, XOX. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, no, it, it, again, it's the same. I think I, I argue in my, my face is blue that Ash, Ashley Young is a Villa legend. And I'll tell you what, the one thing that absolutely nails that on for certain is I could, if I was a betting man at, at home, at Villa Park this season, Ashley Young's name has been sung more than any other player because they sung it against Hibs and they sung it against Everton. <laughs> Obviously, he was on the pitch, but then there was no reason to sing it out of Hib- yeah. Hibs. And I, they did do everyone else, but Ashley Young already got sung. So, <laughs> you know, the fact that he's held in such high regard, the qualities given, the, the way he changed, like he was a different player. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, and again, it's sensible, but again, I still think, I know there's a squad limit and Villa have already kind of like probably cocked that up a little with the balance of their squad and the ages and the homegrown quota mm, yeah maybe there wasn't room for him but I wish I wish there was and the fact that you can't include players that you just like <laughs> because of rules is crap um, but again football manager that breaks your heart because he's having a right Barney with you isn't he if you leave yeah, him yeah I've, I've gone sensible and like I said I don't know if I even fully agree with my own argument but just because he's getting to a certain age, he's what thirty-eight now. He'll be yeah. thirty-nine by the end of this season. Again, he played very well for us last year, and I think if the decision was made, you know, at the Brighton game last year, we'd have all gone, yeah, keep him from the year, yeah. absolutely. My word for sensible comes from literally just the hindsight of the first couple of games of the season that he's had a bit of a stinker in, yeah. in a couple of games. Everton looked crap, so there is that. But you kind of wonder whether this season is maybe one too many for him. And yeah. If Villa are going to be up around the top six, do you want a player that is maybe? in the final months of his career, kind of dwindling, dwindling out a little bit. Yeah, it's like, go out at the top. Yeah, have, yeah, the great season for us, finish. And if he would have retired, legend, great, love him. To see him kind of have a crap season with Everton and be relegated would be a sad end to his career. And I, I get everything you said and I agree yeah. with it. And people will say, you know, we're, we're light at right back if cash is injured and all those kind of things. We're light everywhere if someone's injured. Yeah, really. Exactly, that's, and that, that, that's football, isn't it? So... No, I would rather see a scenario where, and again, this is probably never going to happen. You've got Cash, Concert can play over there in this kind of makeshift back three, pushing over and playing a, a right-back role. Callum Chambers can play there if necessary, although I don't think Emery wants to do that. If Villa were in an absolute pickle by the January window, you either recruit a right-back then that actually fits the profile and is a better age than Ashley Young, or you bring Kane Kessler back and implement him in, in some ways. And I don't know whether that's feasible or not, but yeah, sensible is probably not the right word. And I feel I'd maybe be criticised for that, but Ashley Young's time in hindsight was probably up at the yeah. right time. I he think. didn't want it to be, but he probably was. Yeah. Wesley. One word. <laughs> what was that face for? Just crap for him. <laughs> How <laughs> to play the stake. I've seen yours. <laughs> Three, two, one. I've put... You've put a sad face. Yeah. I've put, fair enough. Yeah, I mean... Like, just go and play at Stoke, score goals if you can, and work some kind of career for yourself, but, yeah, it's never going to happen at Villa. Yeah, sad times, whatever. I just think I, this is where, like, probably an overly strong sense of, like, enforced parasocial empathy comes in, where it's like, the guy came to be a Premier League striker, and he was on the cusp of having, like... I think he was on for a 10-goal season, mm. and that would have been a little better because he was... The Burnley game was probably one of his best, yeah, and that's... Yeah, yeah. The That's most why tragic one. Shame. Yeah. Um, wasn't going to rip up trees, but the fact that his Villa career got ruined by things out of his, mm. and he would have played the next season. You know, he would have probably had an impact the next season. Again, would his true quality show up against Ali Watkins? Would he just simply be the same player and be blown away and not be able to perform? 
I'm be interested to see what Stoke fans think of him come yeah. the end of the season and good luck to him. Yeah. Final one, Morgan Sanson completes a lone move again to Nice. One word for Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Waste. Sell. Just again, bit of a, a waste of time. Just doesn't fit in. Doesn't, doesn't fit in. Yeah. He's good. He's very good. Doesn't Easy. fit in. I think so. I think when when everything is rosy for him and it's right and he's comfortable and confident and selected, can be a very good player. But yeah. it's just not going to be for Aston Villa and probably not going to be in England. No, I don't think he'll cut it in the Premier League for anybody. Like he's not go like I think it's like that Liebel Kozak syndrome where because a player isn't playing, they're automatically very good. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And then when he comes into the squad, he does score against Stevenage, but also he's part of a squad that just completely collapsed in a, yeah. in a not a disaster. Annoying because I think. I do think he's probably a very Unai Emery player. Mm. I think he could have an impact, I but think, I it's think not. It's not going to happen. If he was an Emery player, we'd still be here. Frankly, sure. there's always talk of oh, an attitude problem, things like that. And frankly, we'll probably never know. But Dean Smith, Stephen Gerrard, and Unai Emery now have not played him and shipped him out several times. It's always alone because no one wants to buy him for some reason, it's, and it's, just makes me feel like it's been a, a waste of time, waste of money. It does feel like that Stevenage game was literally the, the death bow Maybe, for a yeah. few careers because Danny Ings was gone after. Mm. Yes, true. I mean, Coutinho had his injuries. Um, they didn't Donker play that much after and mm. he made the mistake. Sanson scored and then he was gone. Yeah. So it just feel like that was quite a... Something else going on there, I would suspect. Oh, yeah. Let's do Coutinho then very quickly. As we're recording this video, he's not gone, but all the rumours suggest he's going to make yeah. a loan move uh, to Qatar. Yeah. I don't know what the club is. I should know, but I don't. Uh, you said yours would be the same, so I presume we're going to write a sell again. Um, no, I thought it was sale. <laughs> just a bit different. <laughs> yeah. If it's going to be a loan, it won't be sell, will it? Yeah, no, no, no sell him now. <laughs> Cash him. Um, I've dropped my pen. Yeah. Ready? Three, yeah. two, one. Wrong time. Yeah, sell. Um... Just like that, I I won't forget the memories he brought, but I remember a lot of neutral fans who know a lot more than me in the circles, the group chats going, that's such he's a stupid done. thing for Villa to talk Coutinho. Idiotic. And he has a really good intro and that's it. Yeah. They proven wrong, uh, proven right in the in the course of time, and it's sad because I was very excited and I would have, I def, you know, would have went, shut up, this is a dream. And it was. But dreams end real yeah. quickly. For, for X amount of games, we were, we were in dreamland, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, comes in, starts very well. I say wrong time in the sense that if we could have signed him six or seven years earlier, once he left Liverpool. If we, we should have signed, that, signed yeah, him when we were originally amazing. linked. Yeah, great great <laughs> play would have been back then. Um, but just injuries have caught up with him, age has caught up with him. Doesn't look like he'll ever reach the heights that he did, even for us when he first joined. Never mind the heights of his his, his glory days. So when a, when um, a player like Jacob Ramsey, who should be crushed by the awe of playing with someone mm. of Coutinho's standard, outperforms, yeah. acts more dynamically. It's a it's a shame, but like that's the way it's come. With the older surpassed, no, the newest surpassed the old. Even to end the show, then we're going to talk about one last point whether Villa have done enough this window obviously brought in the five players that we've talked about do you feel like we're lacking in any areas would you have liked more or would that be in, being greedy I mean every, you'd have always liked more it's never enough even when it's too much you know you always want to have new names it's yeah. exciting it's one of the one of the football Christmases isn't it when the kit comes out everyone <laughs> rages about that squad numbers has died a bit yeah. I don't think people care that much squad numbers used to be pretty like, I don't whoa. care about that Fixed, no one really cares about fixtures anymore. They do because they, they read about it and they watch it, but it's kit launch and like transfers. Yeah. 
I think there's such an obsession with transfers now. We spoke about this on Monday, like net spend. I feel I haven't spent enough. The net spend's too low. Is that the measure of a good side? Like you no. look at like, like the example I gave was Chelsea. They spent a billion pounds in the last few windows, and are they any better than Villa? Really? Right now, not no. In five years' time, when these players start to hit their potential, yeah, probably they they will get up into the top four or compete for titles, maybe. But just spending money isn't the be all and end all. We've got a, good coaching and the right decision making as well. It's a right line of thinking pushed out in a really reductive way mm. because on average the teams that have the highest wage bills. So if you have the fifth highest wage bill, you probably will finish fifth. Yeah. But you can't just I think people expect let's have the fifth highest wage bill now and we'll finish fifth. That's not how it works. Yeah. Obviously, really simple minded way of looking at the sport because you know, fair dues, a lot of people have made names for themselves reporting on transfers, but that is all they do every season. They don't look at fan culture. They don't stick up for you when ticket prices are out of whack. They don't stick up for you when, you know, the club goes, we can't afford the coaches now, but we can afford yeah. 200. We can afford to spend a billion pounds on players, but not 200 grand on coaches for you. The transfer thing, it disguises so much because it's like the owners are, benevolent figures when they're spending money mm. and they should be worshipped and then when they're not spending any money they're evil and I think that is a really simple way of looking at it you look at what you look at the trajectory you look at the long term you look at things and yes an owner suddenly closing the pockets down can be a sign that they don't care it's also a sign of the restrictive measures of football mm. and, yeah, and yeah. pumping money in is not not a good thing in general for an owner to do but yeah, I, I I don't agree with the whole. I, I hate it, dude. Like I really, I really do. Yeah, yeah. I've really said do. a few times, and I've got to stick for it. Like it could because transfers are exciting, and because I'm the host of a podcast, that yeah. I should be up for absolutely everything. But when the transfer window ends, I can kind of have a bit of a sit back and a sigh yeah. of relief that oh, all the madness is over now. The endless rumours and just constant, constant need for news. I guess. Yeah. Again, if people are watching us or reading things, I, I, we appreciate it, but. Transfers is just never ending, and it it is it is without a doubt what people are genuinely interested in, because the content transfer that you know the, the the numbers that transfer content reeks in. It's like you have to make that mm. then because people want to watch it, and I get it. Transfer you know transfers are still like interesting. We've enjoyed speaking about transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just but this is the after circus. the fact when, it, when it's already uh, yeah. confirmed. I like to look at the players and their impact in it when we've assessed that today. If we were doing well, how many players is that? 13. If this yeah. was 13 rumours, and it was like, what, what do we think this could happen? How do we assess if it might happen? Or, it's, I don't it's care. Like, we'll talk about when it's finished. Quite a toxic thing, because it's, it's like you won't believe the verified journalist resources. Hmm. But then a kid says, since Daniolo coming. And <laughs> he does come. He does arrive. But a guy in his bedroom says that, and you're like, yeah, oh my God, spang on it. I hate the journalist now. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's silly. It's a transfer season, I think, silly season. Yes. You know, it is silly. So have Villa done enough? My original question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always talk right back, backup yeah. goalkeeper. What if Watkins goes down? We've said, haven't we? The RB pushes further forward and McGinn comes to support him, or Bailey plays with him, or Zaniolo plays with him. Yeah. And to be honest, if that was the case for four, five, six games a season, I'd be absolutely fine with that. If Ollie Watkins goes down with an ACL, God forbid it doesn't happen, I'd of course be worried in that instance. Yeah. But you can't endlessly 
work towards a, a scenario where all 20 of your players could be injured at any one stage because you then just end up stockpiling players like Keenan Davis, Morgan Sanson, Marvis Nakamba, who eventually end up being surplus to requirements and players that you bought for semi-decent money. The asset is depreciated season by season, loan by loan, and ultimately the owners then would think, well, I gave you money for this player. They weren't used. We got nothing back for them. I can't keep doing that. Um, so Villa, Villa have done enough. We would always like more, but I think I actually think that's a very good window. Yeah, overall. I mean, you're you're not in this top six group of clubs, even though some have fallen out in a way. You're in this group of maybe a West Ham, a Brentford, a Brighton, mm. where there has to be an element of risk in your dealings. Yeah, because that's you have to throw a gamble, and if the gamble doesn't pay off. If you're like a West Ham, you can aim for a Conference League win, mm. get you back in the question. If you're a Villa, maybe it's not completely satisfying every avenue of spending in a transfer window. Maybe that's a risk you take to to unlock more spending power in the future. Yeah. Let's grade the window then. We've uh, done one word for this show. Let's do A to F, the old school way of marking results. You know, they do it as numbers these days. What? Like GCSE and A-level results is numbers. Yeah, it's like one to eight. I don't know what any. I don't know if one is good and that or eight is good, but yeah, it's numbers now. In our, in our day, it was A to yeah. F. Um, give me one letter then to rate uh, to grade Aston Villa's window. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. B. B. Yeah, I think so. It's a bit like the perfect ten for a, a movie review or something. I don't. It's very rare to give a ten out of ten, yeah. and an A is a ten out of ten, isn't it? Or a nine out yeah. of ten? I, I would probably say. I think, think you'd probably need a right back and a backup goalkeeper to, to, for me to increase that from a B to an A. I don't think there's such thing as a perfect transfer window because yeah. things happen. We'd have graded the 15, 16 one as an A. I'm telling you uh, now. You would yeah, have possibly. At the time. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. It was, yeah. September 2015, we'd all be going, oh, we've got a great window. Yeah, very Let's got Richards back of experience. Yeah, wow, what a great set Smashing. of players this is. Rudy Gestead played well in the championship. Yeah, Did yeah, and we, we cross, we cross <laughs> the ball a lot. He'll head it in. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, I think B is probably it's B's fair. fair. B's fair, and it's also positive. I think a lot yeah. of people might go, why didn't you put an A? B's good. In terms of a transfer window, B's a good rank. Yeah. I'd have that. I'd take that. I asked Twitter earlier um, exactly the same question to, to rate the transfer window, and I'll ask the YouTube comments to do exactly the same as well. Um I did a poll of the incomings and the outgoings. I said, rate the window, A slash B, C slash D, E slash F. At the time of recording, we've had 328 votes. 1% say E or F, so that's three people, probably not Villa fans. C or D is 20%, which is slightly more than I would imagine. I a sample, that's quite sizable. Yeah, I think I'd expect most of those are C rather than D, though. But yeah. I put the options because Twitter only gives you so many poll options. A slash B, 79%, which I think is is fair. He, yeah. If you'd have said A, I'd have gone, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I think B is, is probably most, yeah, most accurate. If, someone, if, if there's a third or fourth and they put A's, it's like you couldn't disagree. Yeah. If they put an F, then you'd be like, okay, you're right. You know, yeah. What's going on? The final thing to, for me to plug is our phone-in show. Okay. Now, I was hoping we'd be able to record this today because I put a tweet out this morning as we were recording saying, the phone-in show is back. If you want to get involved and have your say, send me a voice note on WhatsApp. We'll play them to the microphone and we'll discuss what the people yeah. are talking about. We get asked this all the time. More fan representation. I want to give my opinion. How do I do so? Um, besides just YouTube comments. I had one voice note 
as before we got here today which is obviously not enough to do an episode so if you want to get involved with the Clark Blue podcast probably next week and you want to have your say or ask, a, ask us a question send me a voice note on whatsapp the number is for like a radio host here 07920 there's the phone number it's on screen i will visually put it on in the edit as well because you probably can't even see the whiteboard <laughs> get involved in the show send us a voice note and we'll play them we'll react to them um, and you can get involved in the clown blue podcast james thanks for joining me this afternoon and giving me your insight and input as always it'd be nice to have a little prop and do a do a little written piece at the same yeah, time like isn't it? it's, it's, it's slightly different for stimulated us stimulated me <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for, thanks though for joining me i do appreciate it as I said throughout the show, get involved in the YouTube comments. I'll put a template for people to copy and paste of the incomings and the outgoings. We want a word for each, and uh, maybe we'll discuss those on a future show as well. Thanks for everyone for watching this episode on YouTube or listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Stay subscribed for more content from Claret and Blue, and we'll see you all very soon. Bye.